beer, 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 bong, 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 beer, bong, 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 It's another Beers, Bongs, and Battle Axes. It's your boy, Mike. And yeah. me. Dr. Zoidberg. Dr. So- I can't do the voice right now. Whoa. <laughs> hey, hey, Tyler. Hey, Tyler. Please study my brain so others don't suffer as I have. But he likes you. <laughs> Goddamn droopy impression. Oh. I'm rather fond of my droopy impression. <laughs> Goddamn it. I do that to him at least once a month, and he's gonna kill me for it someday. Because <laughs> it makes me fucking laugh. <laughs> he's got that big ass smile. <laughs> Please study my brain. <laughs> Please study my brain so others don't suffer as I have. Alright. Well, that was uh, probably the dumbest intro we've done to a podcast. Well, it was a good time. I'm, I'm sure there could be dumber ones. Oh, yeah. You're not wrong there. Like, Michael, get your finger out of my eye. <laughs> I'm digging for gold! <laughs> but, but that's not my finger. <laughs> well, Alright, well, we uh, our original plan was to have RJ on here and talk about his snack business. So that's going to be coming down the line. Talking about snacks. But yeah, unfortunately it's kind of a snowpocalypse in Colorado right now. Not really. It's not that bad. I was like, oh. It's just really annoying. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so we're just uh, doing another off-the-cuff podcast this week. Just talking about bullshit. Bullshit. I say. So, you got anything you want to talk about this week, sir? Or did you just show up to show up? I just showed up to show up. All right, well... Uh, and if anything pops in my head, I'll let you know. But Sounds like a plan. Uh, you've seen the Color Out of Space trailer, right? Absolutely. With Nicolas Cage? Yeah. And that looks fucking sick. Yeah, it's like Mandy meets fucking Lovecraft. Well, I mean, it is Lovecraft, so... More like Lovecraft meets Mandy. It's going to be a fun time. Yeah. Uh, I'm glad, like, somebody... I know he's not the biggest star in the world anymore, but with a name like Nicolas Cage, like it'll put asses in seats, hopefully, for a Lovecraft film. I mean, yeah, I am 100% want to see this solely just for Nick Cage. Oh, after <laughs> so, we watched Mandy that one time, I yeah. was all about it. It's crazy. He's like, I'm a, I'm a lumberjack and a blacksmith, and I'm my girlfriend died, so I'm going to make me an axe and go on a rampage. And kill demons in the woods. There should have been a dwarven smell or not smelting, but smithing song while he was making the axe. It would have been dope. I would be better. But yeah, it's good to have uh, somebody like Nicolas Cage attached to this film because hopefully, if it does well and it's a good film, we can start giving getting more Lovecraft films and hopefully bigger budget ones because almost all the Lovecraft adaptations are like really tiny independent projects and there's a million of them of them on you or Amazon Prime. There we go. Sorry, I got a little high before I came. Oh, we yeah, are we talking like a uh, uh, reanimator and stuff like that? Or? No, reanimator and uh, what's it called? From Beyond are like two of the bigger budget ones. Yeah. But that was because they came out in like the 80s. Yeah. Um when horror was king. But no, there's like 80s. 
several Call of Cthulhu adaptations, uh, Dunwich Horror. Like, a bunch of his material's been adapted, but it's by... A lot of it seems like it's, like, first-time directors who don't have much for a budget, and so they're like, I'll adapt Lovecraft, because it's public domain, because it's sold. And, you know, you get varying results with them. Some of them are good, but a lot of them are... (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Not not so good. (laughs) (laughs) Not not, not good, no. But, yeah, and I was... Like I was telling you earlier... With after seeing especially movies like Doctor Strange, yeah, like with the crazy shit they can do with computer graphics these days, like especially the final battle where they're like folding the city in and of itself, yeah, like I do believe stuff like Call of Cthulhu and some of his more trippy stories that haven't been adapted yet, mm-hmm. they call for that kind of mind fuckery. Yeah, that well, that just fuckery. graphic design. Yeah. Uh, because, you know, one of the biggest staples of Lovecraft is, uh, uh, like, whenever he's describing, like, the city of Rillier, where, uh, Cthulhu sleeps. Yeah. Uh, he, uh, he always ta- describes it as, like, the geometry made no sense. Like, it was beyond a human understanding of geometry. Mm-hmm. And so, like, it conjures up really fucked up visuals that you can't really do when you're building a practical set. Right. So being able to use a computer to, like, you just need the right designer who's done the right amount of hallucinogenics, shut up stomach, and... That was uh, your stomach? Yeah, that was. There was a guy outside going, oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh my nope, god. That was my stomach. <laughs> but, yeah, just the right guy who's taking the right amount of drugs and has a boner for horror, especially Lovecraft, I think could make it beautiful. And there's, haunting and terrifying. There is one man who I think is capable of doing it, but he just can't stick with the project. Oh, Guillermo del Toro. Guillermo del Toro. <laughs> and he was going to do, I think, was it Mouth of Madness? or Yeah. At it, the Mouth of Madness? He was going to do the Mountains of Madness. Mountains of Madness. That's the one. Mouth was... Uh, that's Sam that Sam Neill, right? John yeah. Carpenter, yeah. inspired by Lovecraft. Yes, and he was going to do the Mountains of Madness back in, like, 2012, I think, and then he dropped that to do Crimson Peak... Which I know you're indifferent to that one. But. I well, when you say he was going to adapt Lovecraft and he picked that movie instead, I go from being indifferent about Crimson Peak <laughs> just to, to fucking angry. <laughs> I don't like you anymore. <laughs> I didn't mind you before, but now I really hate you. Yeah. Oh God damn it, Del Toro! I bet you Peter Jackson could have done it because he got his start in horror. I mean, uh, Brain Dead is one of my favorite. Like B movies of all time, yeah, or Dead Alive for us Americans, <laughs> for us Yanks. Yanks. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. No, that's a great fucking movie. It really is. It's so fucking funny too. Yeah, I'll kick ass in the name of the Lord. <laughs> in the name of the Lord, <laughs> Crikey, Crikey. Um, besides Del Toro, what horror directors do you think could pull that off? Pull off Lovecraft. Um, I mean. Carpenter's basically already done it with The Thing and yeah. uh, In the Mouth of Madness. If he would go back to it, I think James Gunn could do a pretty good horror adaptation. Ooh, But yeah. I don't know if he's going to do horror anymore. I mean, I hope he does. I mean, Slither's one of my favorite horror movies yeah, ever. Something <laughs> might just catch his eye one day, whereas yeah. I guess I have to do that. Yeah. But then again, 
he mixes comedy and horror very well. I don't know if he could just do a straight up fucking mind fuck movie, but I bet he could if he really tried. Yeah. I'm trying to think is if there's any directors I think could pull it off. I mean, maybe Ari Aster, but he's never been one to work in like the big budget, you know, right. graphics heavy films. And that's uh, Midsummer. Midsummer right? and Hereditary. Hereditary yeah. yeah. Like, he's got a good sense for pacing. Mm-hmm. Like, that that's one of the things, because a lot of Lovecraft stories are very slow yeah, and deliberate. Shit. There's a yeah. lot of build-up to it, and I think he has the right sensibilities for it. Yeah. Whether or not you could get the same artistry out of him when you're dealing with sets that are 80 to 95% CG is a different story. Right. But, yeah, uh... Who knows? Fingers crossed for good things are coming, and hopefully Moons of Madness that we talked about last week, I think, will do good, too, because yeah. I just want to see all the Lovecraft shit. <laughs> all of it! All of it! All of it! Um, speaking of Lovecraft, uh, while we're on it, have, did you ever watch uh, uh, Love, Death, and or Death, Love, and Robots, or whatever? It's no, on Netflix. No, a lot of people told me to, but I'm one of those S- people, I get right. weird about people recommending me stuff. Um, it's <laughs> fucking legit. It's just an anthology of short films. Oh, and okay. And they're all mostly CG, and a lot of them look really fucking good, but there's one in particular that I, I won't spoil it, because um, it's it's kind of a mindfuck. It's what is it? it's like called Beyond Something Veil. It's one of the like the fourth or fifth movie, but it's space uh, drama. But it's very Lovecraft. Like Ooh. it's it's really good. That makes me excited. Yeah, I will definitely have to check that out then. Uh, I know okay. what I'm doing when I get home this afternoon. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Good. Well, I guess I I'll wager this question. Um. What other form of um, novella or, I guess, adaptation would you want to see? Like, like of Lovecraft stories? Or just genre in general, like something we haven't seen before. Something that we haven't seen before. You know... Uh, I would like... Uh, you know, what? Th- this is kind of hackney because it's already been tried once and the way they did it was terrible, but I would like to see a slightly more faithful adaptation of Psycho because I recently found out the author of the novel of Psycho was a very close friend of Lovecraft and a lot of his early works were set in the Lovecraft universe. Like, he's part of the Lovecraft Society. Like, no shit. One of the people that carried that. off the Cthu- carried on the Cthulhu mythos after he died. So you're saying when he mur- murders Anne in the shower, it's like with a weird Cuts dagger. Her yeah. No, he just straight up, like, lops her head off. In the book? Yeah. Oh. And that came out in 1959, and I was just like, oh. <laughs> oh, my. <laughs> I didn't think anybody had those sensibilities back then. <laughs> that... Bravo, sir, bravo. <laughs> But yeah, the and the book's really good too because it does a very good job of playing up the fact that you, as the reader, are supposed to believe that the mother's still alive. Yeah, yeah, and uh, just a really good job of it because uh, they don't really show it in the Hitchcock movie or anything. But uh, Norman Bates is kind of an alcoholic in it, <laughs> like, 
And that's when a lot of the trouble starts. It's like he'll get drunk and then shit will happen. And he'll be like, oh god, mother killed somebody again. But really you find out it was him. Spoilers! <laughs> and also, he's described in the movie. book as looking a lot more like John Wayne Gacy. Yeah. Than, uh... What's his name? Anthony Perkins. Oh, gotcha. Because, you know, Anthony Perkins is all slim and slender. Yeah. Um, the one guy who I would like to see in that is actually the guy from American Horror Story, who I believe on the hotel season actually played John Wayne Gacy. The guy who played the clown? Yeah, who um, uh, was also the serial killer in 1984, this most recent season. That was garbage! Uh, he's always popped in weird shit. I, um... Yeah, I don't remember his name. About. I don't remember his name either. But I, in a, I think he would be fantastic for the role. Yeah, no, he was. I think he was Gacy in Hotel. It makes it's sense. One of the spirits that shows up on like Halloween, where yeah. spirits aren't confined to where they died. Uh huh. Yeah, that'd be cool. That would be really cool. Speaking of uh, novels, did you hear that they are a rebooting the thing, but b it's based on the book that the movies were based on because it just resurfaced somehow. The thing, the thing, the John Carpenter's yeah. thing, because that, that was partially based off of At the Mountains of Madness by and Lovecraft, which was, I think, I'm not sure, but it was Carpenter's was a technic. It was also a, a remake, remake of, of the fifties. Uh, yeah, the, the thing, thing from, from another, another world. world. Yeah, which was that movie was based on the book. Huh. So now we're backtracking. So it might. I don't know if they're going to make it, like, in Carpenter's universe, or it's just going to be its own thing entirely, but, yeah. Have you ever seen The Thing from Another Universe? I have not, actually. It's, it's like, a mid-50s film, yeah. and the best way I heard it described is that movie is 75% people opening doors. <laughs> like, that's where a lot of the tension they built in that movie was, like, oh, what's in here? <laughs> oh, nothing. All right. Gotcha, and the, the the thing from another world looks totally just like a dude in a cheap robot yeah, well, suit. Yeah, like almost Frankenstein monster-esque. Yeah. yeah. It's like, what? That's your idea of an alien? Who the fuck wrote this? <laughs> it's the 1950s. We didn't know any better. We're also not John Carpenter, who is a sick individual. God, I love the thing. I do, too. I recently bought it on Amazon Prime. I'm not sure. It's always up there, though. You know, the remake wasn't all that bad. It sucked that it was CG heavy, or the the prequel. Sorry. Nah, yeah, yeah, I get what you. Yeah. It was just lazy. It this was is the biggest well, problem. I, I, it was lazy, but I did like the attention to detail. I mean, granted, we didn't really need those questions answered, but it answered like all the shit that you see in the first movie that was never explained. It was explained in this one. And right. I guess it necessarily doesn't mean it some had things to be are better less. Exactly. Some things are better left I mean, unsaid. You, you could have left it up in the air f- forever. It's kind of like what the Red Letter Media guys uh, talk about whenever they talk about the new Star Wars movies. Yeah. We're like, oh yeah, this one throwaway line from the right. original and trilogy they- <laughs> is now this big plot point. Right. And it's unnecessary and it's honestly not that creative. It's not. But what they did with the stuff in the re- the prequel or whatever, I thought was a good job because it was like almost shot for shot like how that shit happened. Right. Which was cool, but again, we probably didn't really need it. Yeah, exactly. It's like, what happened to the original team yeah. that was How did this axe get in the wall? <laughs> we'll answer that question and more. In 30 years. <laughs> in 30 years. Yeah. But I, it was... Mary Elizabeth Winstead. That's all I need. To yes, say. Mwah. I, I, I've I've had such a crush on her ever since Final Destination Three. Yeah. Oh, 
God, I love that movie. Mm-hmm. I hated it at the time. Like, I had a crush on her, but I thought that was the worst one in the series. Having seen all six of them now, I'm like, mm, you're all right. <laughs> you you get the pass. <laughs> you, you're still good. I was just upset that uh, Tony Todd know in it originally. You just hear his voice for the voice of the roller coaster. Oh, yeah, that's right. And I was like, why? Why? Well, I guess... Uh, uh, my biggest gripe with all those movies is why are the premonitions never touched on? It's like, if death's coming for him anyway, then why do you even have the fucking premonition? It's like he gives him a cheat code, but he's like, ha-ha, you weren't supposed to see that, ha-ha, I'm gonna kill you anyway. It's just so, those movies are so fucking stupid. I mean, yeah, they're, they're, they're the definition way, of popcorn but, flicks. <laughs> it's like, I don't Shut understand. your brain off and watch the people die. Yeah, oh, watch them die. <laughs> I was I was done with the series when dude got his gut sucked out through his asshole by oh, a pool. Oh, in the pool, yeah. I was just like, nope, that's dumb. This is fucking stupid. <laughs> it's like, I can only suspend my disbelief so far. And, uh, hmm... Well, like you that me. movie, uh, speaking of dumb shit, Pools, uh, what was that? There was a movie that I saw a trailer a couple years ago. It was like called 12 Feet Deep or something like that. It's literally the story of two girls who get caught in a fucking Olympic-sized swimming pool, like for a weekend or something, and it's supposed to be a horror movie, but I'm like, what? <laughs> what, are they, like, three? No, no they're full-grown women, <laughs> but, like... The janitor has headphones in or something, and he fucking closes up the cover. He throws the cover on the pool, and they can't get out. And yeah, it's supposed to be like. <laughs> what? Yeah, no, look it up. It's like 12 feet deep or something like that. Oh, <laughs> fucking stupid. <laughs> that made my brain hurt. God damn it. Would have been even better if they just thrown a shark in there for good measure. <laughs> what, what was that one I sent you guys the other day? It was oh, like Ouija a, shark. Yeah, Ouija <laughs> shark. I don't know what it's about. I can I can hazard a guess just from the name, but I want to see it because that looks fucking awful. Yeah, just like another one called Ghost Shark. I think it was the same level of uh, quality, but like this ghost, he could possess any fucking body of water. So like he could pop out of a water bottle and eat your face. Like <laughs> what? Yeah. Oh, that ghost shark. <laughs> I mean, that sounds almost as bad as I think it's called avalanche shark or oh, yeah. snow shark. Everybody's trying to cash in on that Sharknado bullshit. <laughs> and uh, it's been bad. It's been a bad time for everyone involved. God. I think the worst horror movie I've ever seen, though, and I talked about this on uh, my and Maya's old podcast, The Schlock Your Socks Off, yeah. uh, Bloody Bloody Bible Camp. I beg your pardon? <laughs> yeah. It's called Bloody Bloody Bible Camp. Um, do tell. It uh, looks like a porno. Well, it sounds like it would be a porno. It's a it's a uh, Friday Thirteenth ripoff, but at a Bible camp, of course. And uh, it's bad. Like uh, there's a scene in it that is essentially, without giving too much away, um, that uh, machete scene from Serbian film. But if it was made on, like, a $10 porn budget. <laughs> I have to, What year was this made, do you know? Uh, I think it's sounds 2010 like it or later. That fucking... It was the 2000... That sounds like it'd be, like, a late 90s nope. fucking straight-to-video <laughs> no, no, bullshit. No. I'll look it up on Prime again, because I believe that's where I saw it. But, yeah, it's called Bloody Bloody Bible Camp. You need to watch it, I'm because down. it's so bad. I have to. I love dumb fucking B-movies. 
Especially when it's one of those where you're like, God bless them, they're trying their hardest. <laughs> they're just trying their little hearts out. <laughs> but it's terrible. <laughs> all of them are there for a favor or beer. <laughs> Maybe a pizza at the end of the shoot. And it was done in one a weekend. <laughs> from Little Caesars. <laughs> it's hot and ready. <laughs> but they're tiny. Hot and ready. Listen. <laughs> oh no, malware bites. Update available. Back off. <laughs> so, uh, you read any good comic books lately? Sir, I haven't read a comic. Well, I did read one that I bought from Second and Charles, but it was Godzilla. Oh, so, nice. Yeah, it's, uh, I think it was the last issue in his Saviors of Earth series, or Defenders of Earth, I can't remember the title, but... Well, that sounds um, pretty I sick. thought it was pretty good. And... Yeah, I wish I would have gotten into it way sooner, because I knew they were out there, but I just never had the time to go get any, and then I saw one at Second and Charles, and I was like, well, I gotta fucking check it out. Hell yeah. It was pretty good. That sounds dope. I recently started reading the Marvel adaptation, well, not, I, this one's an adaptation, but the rest of the run wasn't, it was original stories, I believe, mm-hmm. but uh, Stephen King's Dark Tower. Oh, and, version. Yeah, it's uh, fantastic. It's a really good adaptation, especially because uh, that first run they did was an adaptation of the fourth book, which is like halfway through the series, and they just stopped dead in their tracks to give you Roland's whole history ah. and Roland's the gunslinger. Yeah. And it's the longest book in the series. And while it might be one of my favorites... I have this weird thing where I'll get about halfway through that book and I'll be like, I need a fucking break. Right. And I'll put it down for like six months before I finish it. Huh. And then I'll come back to it and then I just speed through the rest of the series. Like, after that six-month hiatus, I'll finish the book and then read the last three within like a month and a half. Jesus. <laughs> Dude, those books suck me in. And that they make me cry like a little girl. Well. Like, you get so attached to these characters and then... Everything goes to hell, and you're just like, why, God, why? It's fantastic. And <laughs> since we're it. speaking of the Dark Tower, I'm very sad to announce that Amazon passed on the series that they were doing. Really? Yeah, They, I guess they saw the pilot, and they're like, mm, it's going to be too difficult to adapt this, so see ya. Uh, they probably didn't want any competition for Lord of the Rings. <laughs> <sighs> That's so dumb. I hope HBO or somebody picks it up, because it's a story that deserves to be told, because it's just so all over the map in terms of genre and everything like that and it's a really good adult fantasy with a great cast of characters and just mm, Stephen King's magnum opus the opus of the map wait so if it's Marvel based so is Spider-Man canon now? uh fucking better be well (laughs) alright so I don't know for anybody who listens to this that might be a Stephen King fan and doesn't want any spoilers, uh, yeah, I guess I'll put a timestamp in the video of where you should skip to because this is going to be kind of spoilery right here just because I know you're never going to read the books. It's like no, 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 12,000 no. pages. Oh, yeah, you already lost me. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so if the it was a fifth pop-up book. a coloring book, maybe I've already been there, but not 1,200. No, so, yeah, spoilers from here on out. I'll put a timestamp of where you need to skip to. Um... So in the fifth book, it's uh, the fifth book is called Wolves of the Kala, mm-hmm. and this is right after that backstory book. Um, they reach this place called Calabrin Sturgis, which is kind of like a rice harvesting community. 
and they're all just farmers and everything, but they have this problem where every 23 years, these creatures called the wolves come. And uh, in, in the Kala, it's very common for like nine out of every 10 births are twins. Mm-hmm. So single children are very, very rare. And every 23 years or so, the wolves come. They take half the children, one of each pair of twins. They disappear with them for a couple months mm-hmm. and then send those children back on a train. And they come back what's called runt. And what happens with these uh, root children is they grow very large, um, like seven, seven and a half feet tall, like 300, 400 pounds, that kind of large. Jesus. And they're mentally handicapped now. Like, oh. their only use in the community at that point... It's just uh, their size, basically. Yeah, like, some people will use them as, like, plow horses. Yeah. And, it, you know, it's not, like, some sort of weird slavery or anything like that. It's literally, they enjoy doing the hard work. Uh, they basically have the minds of, like, three-year-olds and fully grown bodies. Yeah. But it's very painful. Like, you can literally hear their bones growing when they're going through puberty. Mm-hmm. And, like, they just scream for hours on end because of the pain they're in from the growing pains. And they die very young. And so Roland and his quartet, which is to say his posse, roll into town at the beginning of this story. And it's a, this one is very Western in nature. You know, it's the good guys roll into town looking to make a stand against the bad guys and save these poor farmers. Right. And uh, while they're there, they meet Father Callahan, who was the priest that... Uh, was cursed by the Mark of the Vampire near the end of Salem's Lot. Yes. I did see that movie. TV show. Whatever the fuck it was. Yeah, the Toby Hooper one from yeah. the 70s. <clears throat> yep. The 2004 one with Rob Lowe is really bad. Like, really bad. Did you just diss my boy Rob Lowe? I'm not dissing Rob Lowe. I'm dissing the rest of the fucking movie. Watching you. <laughs> I'm allowed to have opinions, <laughs> damn it. Not about Rob Lowe. But, so, skip ahead to the end of the book when the wolves finally come and they fight them. They defeat them, mm-hmm. with only a couple people lost, and they find out that these wolves aren't monsters. They are robots. Robots. And not just robots, but robots who wear green cloaks and hoods and are designed to look like Doctor Doom from the Fantastic Four. Oh. And they also have these flying explosives that they call sneeches. Where, who comes up with these well, fucking words? No, but what you find out is... Sneeches get stitches. But what you find out is th- uh, these explosives are actually designed to look like and obviously mislabeled, but named after the golden snitches from Harry Potter. Yeah. And so just like the way he pays tribute to the, the works that he likes in the book yeah. is really fucking cool. And I was like... Hey, Doctor Doom in the Stephen King book. That's fucking awesome. So it's very possible that a Spider-Man could be out there. Or any... Fuck. That would be cool. So yeah, we're done with the spoilers now. I've said everything I need to say about Wolves of the Kala. All those fucking words sound like they came out of fucking word generator or something. Nope. Just the crazy, (laughs) at that point, sober mind of Stephen King. 
is and J.K. Rowling and Stanley. Is it and silver Kirby. at this point, or is it just basically no, this is, damaged goods? No, this is after his car accident. Oh, so right. he was already ten years sober, and then he got hit by a car. So he was really, really sober. <laughs> huh. Interestante. Yeah, but because of everything I just said, I could see why there would be problems adapting it, uh, just for, like legal reasons. Because like, hey, Jude from the Beatles plays a big part in it. So we're talking like a Just Ready Player One situation. Kind of, yeah, yeah. yeah. Not on that scale, but God. there's enough there where I'd be like, okay, yeah, I can see this uh, being a little hard to pull off. Yeah. Well, hell yeah. Indeed. And uh, I was telling you this earlier, but I uh, found out today that his son, Joe Hill, who's also a very talented novelist and horror writer, mm-hmm. is now running the DC imprint Hill House Comics. Which I believe is going to be all horror-based comics. Noise. So I'm excited for that shit. Fuck yeah. His son's really good too. He has he's got a post-apocalyptic post-apocalyptic book called The Fireman, and it's a really interesting premise where one day just like these tattoo-looking things start showing up on people's bodies. They look like real int- intricate tribal tattoos. Mm-hmm. They're like gold and. Uh, more and more people there's become more and more full and cover more and more of their body till they start glowing and uh eventually once they start glowing they just spontaneously combust and oh. it wipes out like 90% of the population holy shit and yeah the the story falls a woman just trying to survive this apocalypse yeah. and she meets a man who can actually control this uh disease and use it to it's basically pyrokinetics. Right. It's fucking dope. It's like a one apocalypse story of a pyro from X-Men. X-Men, yeah. yeah. Basically, it's fucking sick. Nice. This is one of my more favorite books. Like, I like it better than some of the Stephen King books I've read. Wow. Yeah, I know. Wow. Stephen King's going to kill me for <laughs> saying that. He's <laughs> being pulled by a sled by, like, Joe and, like... <laughs> and Molly, the thing of evil. His <laughs> yes. corgi. His corgi. What, you got anything else you want to shoot the shit about? Uh, penis. Oh, penis. Oh, well. <laughs> and my love for... No, I'm just kidding. All right, then. In my butthole. Oh, my. <laughs> Ooh. Oh. No, Getting deep kidding. on this podcast. <laughs> In my butthole. <laughs> God damn it. Um, yeah, might as well call that quitting time, then. Yeah, I got really nothing going on. It was a... Kind of a boring fucker. Yeah, we, I mean, we've just been getting pissed off at Call of Duty a lot lately and my potato internet. Don't bring it out! <laughs> I'm a soldier. <laughs> we kill things. I'm sitting in a window. All right, well, all thanks right. for listening to the podcast. Uh, like, subscribe, all that bullshit. Yeah, and if you listen to this one, thanks, because these last two have just been kind of bullshit. I mean, ones. there's been no good movies uh, coming out, no yeah, good video uh, games. Me and Tyler are having kind of a sober month. It, yeah, right? It's, uh, I almost brought a beer over today. I was like, I'm going to get beer. Oh, wait. Yeah, I, I almost did, too. It was bad. I had to stop myself. I was like, no. It's not even been a day no. since we decided this. <laughs> We're the fucking worst. Oh, uh, well. At least we picked the shortest month of the year, and we started we the day late. We did. We did. Sorry. Cool beans. All right. All well, right. yeah. Like, subscribe, all that bullshit. Uh, thanks for listening. We'll see you all next week. Uh, hopefully, we'll either have a review of... 
Color Out of Space or uh, our Disney podcast next week. Ooh, yeah. So, yeah. See you laters.